sports talk that rocks. This is Jimmy B and TC on Des Moines' big station for sports. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody, welcome. It is a Thursday with the sun out. Roads are okay. Get rid of that snow by the weekend. Temperatures in the 50s. That'll feel great. And last night, woo, doggies. Boy, did we get treated to fun. I mean, that was fun to watch. Coming up on the show, John Walters, longtime voice of Iowa State at 1225. One o'clock, Ken Silverstein, Big Ten Conference insider. Uh, and at 225, Kevin Lehman. Uh, he's former coach, now a television broadcaster, works a lot of games. We'll pick his brain about what we witnessed last night in Minnesota. Look, I thought, Trent, that we were going to get treated to a pretty good ball game, but man, oh man, it turned out better than anything. I really, I thought I was watching the replay of Nebraska again with Iowa. Yeah, uh, entertaining game it once was. again. And uh, this Iowa team's fun to watch. They are. And there are moments they are. where they're yeah. frustrating and yeah. they don't play well. And yeah. and that's going to happen with a young team. But they're, they're a very entertaining squad. They get down by 12, 13. <laughs> Come right back. Come right back. And uh, I think we can stop now. This Iowa team is better without Peter Jock. Yeah, just shut the hell up, you dopes. <laughs> uh, I don't think that needs to be a concern anymore for anybody. Uh, no. Yeah. When Peter Jock is right. When he's, yes. You can see just how good he is. He just he went excellent. crazy in the second half. It was awesome. Jim, you watch the NBA a lot. I do. You have to be great at something. If you're yes. not at one of those elite players, yes. you have to be great at Correct. something. Peter Jock is a great shooter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this because I was also uh, at the refreshment stand. Of course. And I had the Cleveland Cavalier game on and the Indiana Pacer game on. And Kyle Korver did exactly the same thing that Peter Jock did. And Korver scored, I think, 29 last night. And I'm watching these guys shoot. And I'm going, man, Peter Jock can make all of those shots that Corver's making. And Corver's not a great defender. He's a decent passer. He works hard. Mm-hmm. And you can count on him to hit big shots because he did last night. I, I'm, I'm changing my tune on Jock a little bit. And I know he's got the back issues. And he seemed to be prob- you know, bothered with it early in the game. And I think it loosened up. And I think his confidence factor then really went sky high. I think that's more what yeah, it is. Yeah, his confidence factor went yeah. sky high. Things and, start going well. Yeah, they did. Those injuries always well, dissipate with dis- Pete. They disappear. <laughs> it did. But I'm, I'm watching both of these guys in the second half just light it up. And I, I might be flipping the page a little bit. He's going to get a serious look. I, I, I really think that's the case. Where before I thought, nah, D-League for sure. He may go back and forth. Look, a lot of guys who turn out to be really good players. Sam Decker went back and forth his first year between Houston and the D-League. Now the dude starts. So there are guys who go back and forth their first time around, and all, all of a sudden the light bulb goes on. I think Pete Jock will indeed have that chance. Interesting. Uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that yep. one. But still the se- some season to be played. Of course, the biggest uh, talking point from the game last night was a timeout. Not heard around the world, apparently. Uh, apparently not. Though you could hear it uh, very well on television. I heard it. 
I heard it. You were at the bar, you heard it. I, yeah, they had the audio on. I was at home, I heard yeah, it. Yeah, people were screaming. Everybody heard it. But the official did not Did hear not. It. Nor, or so he says. Yes. Nor he didn't did hear he it. see the foot out of bounds. That's the other part. Now, yeah. first, the timeout. Uh, first, you cannot have a coach call timeout anymore. That, that is, is a that rule is, that has changed. That is correct. Yes. In college has basketball. Has to be a player. Has to be a player that makes the timeout call. It doesn't have to be the guy with the ball. Nope. Can be any of the five on the floor. That is correct. But it has to be a player on the floor. Uh, you will see Nicholas Bear come running from half court. Yes. Calling timeout yes. before the trap comes. Yes. No call there. A couple other players also calling timeout as the trap comes. No timeout granted. But not only that, Jimmy B. You mentioned the foot out of bounds with the guy that ties up yes. the ball. That is a reviewable play. They didn't review it. They didn't it. review it. I am going to guess. Now, it's one thing when Fran McCaffrey freaks out. Mm-hmm. Okay, it happens. Yep. And when that happens, what do you see the other assistant coaches doing? Uh, trying to get control of him. The, yes. The, well, I always refer to him as the get-back coach. Right, right. Fran, get back. Fran, yes. get back. Yeah. That's it. And it happens everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Everybody has Every, one. Every they, coach has a get-back coach. And usually, sometimes it's a couple of the coaches yeah. that come over. Yeah. That was not the case last night. All four... Of the coaches, the three assistants of Fran yes. were going after the officials because they screwed up. Yes. They made a blatant error. They did. Iowa would have had Brady Ellingson, an excellent shooter, going to the line with a two-point lead. Yes. And a chance to make it four and put the game away. Didn't happen. Didn't get the call. One call, you can say, does not decide a game. Mm-hmm. There is, over the course of this, uh, a game, many different ones. But this one, the thing that's most frustrating is not the call. Okay, guy missed a call. Right. But it's reviewable. You can go back and look at that, see the foot was out of bounds, change the call. Yeah. Get it right. Yeah. Get it right. It's, it's as simple they, as that. But they didn't do and it. And they didn't do that. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem isn't the call in itself. Calls are going to go 50-50. They, they are. Complaining about officiating, it drives me nuts. I, you know I, that. I hate that, you, you, I, I've said that for yep. you have, as, as long as I've been around. You've been solid on that. I do not like people complaining about officiating. They miss, they miss on both sides. It, absolutely. There were bad calls on both sides. Yes. You know, Minnesota, when I was making the comeback, <laughs> you had Marcus Fuller up there with the Pioneer Press talking about Minnesota getting job. This is a guy that's a beat writer yeah. talking about that Minnesota's getting job. Yeah. What a punk. That guy is, regardless. So you got that going on. Yeah, calls go both ways. They do. But that one, the frustrating part is not the call. It's that they it's, didn't try to get it right. They yes, could have. They could have. That is reviewable, and they didn't review I could, it. I could, where the official was on the baseline, and it appeared that there was another player right there and I'm sure that he was screened on the play. Probably couldn't see, and we never got a good angle if Ellingson was signaling with, you know, kind of cupping the ball and, yeah, and, and, and putting the to. tee together with but his hands. But you could hear it. But you could hear it, absolutely. But the official can say, I never heard it. Right. And that look, he's, he's right there. The fans are screaming. Yeah. But the microphones picked it up. Yes, absolutely. See, that's the key. There's a third part of this, though. One, the timeout not granted. Two, the jump ball though the guy's foot for Minnesota was out of bounds. Yes. Three, little Ricky Patino. Yeah. What, that about, what pu- about your boy? That puke face rat kid. <laughs> he's on the floor. He is. He's on the floor. He's a sixth defender. He's right there. He is. He, he's a couple feet away. Jim. I saw Jim, I, I you saw can't, you no, can't, you can't allow that. that. No, you can't. You can't uh, allow that. 
in a tight situation, yeah. you got a coach on the floor. Yeah. He's on the floor. I, He's I another saw, defender. I saw if Ellingson takes two dribbles up to the left before the trap gets there, he runs he into runs Patino. Into Patino. I, yeah. Get him off the floor. Get that rat face weasel out of there. <laughs> that little punk. Get him out of there. I know you love him. Yeah, Howard Wallowitz looking creep. Get him <laughs> off the floor. Good God. I know. I, look, coaches are not supposed to be out. McCaffrey and the assistants were way out. On the court well, that as was well. Argue, well, and that but, was during a but, timeout. But but I mean, look, that's it happens. He's not the only one. Oh, Tom Crean does it all does the time. It all Tom Crean's the, the worst. He's always standing. We got out Indiana on the floor. Purdue tonight. Looking yeah. forward to that. We'll yeah. have the call on fourteen ninety. Okay, Jack I like of that. that one. So we'll have some play by play tonight if you're okay. out and about. But uh, you know, why why are college coaches? allowed this leeway you don't see this garbage in nba no you do you not. don't you no. don't see it at the high school no. level no why in college basketball are these guys out on the floor continually mm-hmm. it's not a, a foot every once in a while it's not even worried about the coaching box and staying inside of that if a guy's a couple steps in front of it plays on the other fi- side of the floor yeah. i got no problem with uh, yeah that. but Who cares? But, but the play was taking place There's right a, in front of him right in front of him yeah he's five feet away i know yeah and, and he, it, it, it's not just this individual instance. It's across. No, and you it's talk not about, just him. It's, right. it's all coaches and, and for the most part. The out-of-control nature of college basketball. And, and what college basketball is, it's not about the teams. It's not about the programs. It is about the coaches. You talk com- Kentucky, what's the first thing you talk about? Calipari. 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 Yeah, we don't talk about the, the guys. No, Duke, it's K. Yeah. Syracuse, it's Bayheim. Yeah. Michigan State, it's Izzo. Yeah. That's what you talk about when you talk about these teams. Yeah. They are the program. Even more than college football, college basketball, the coach is the program. And they have gotten to a level now where it's out of control. Mm-hmm. And not just this being on the floor. But also when you go down and you just look at the way that they are. And Fran McCaffrey goes into this boat as well. The way that they berate officials and go on and on. Right. This is not a Fran McCaffrey issue. This is everywhere. Look at the way Bo Ryan used to do it. Look at the way Tom Izzo does it. These guys are working officials incessantly throughout the whole game, nonstop. That doesn't happen in the NBA. Mm -hmm. You know what you're told in the NBA? Sit down. Sit down. Shut up. Yeah. Not going to oh, yeah. hear it. Are you oh, going to get a tee? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm going to tee you up unless you go back. It's bench. time to tighten the reins yeah. on college basketball. But you know what? They, that coaches association is very powerful. Very powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. And it won't happen. It is frustrating to watch, though. And get off the floor, Rick, you little weasel. God, I despise that guy. <laughs> I know you do. But it just, I'm sorry I laugh, but it just cracks me up when you go off on what you call little Ricky. Little Ricky. It cracks me up. Look, SOB. from aside from, and there were some bad calls. Uh, Minnesota got hosed a couple of times on sure. calls, too. But, wow, did I love the game. The up-and-down nature that both teams played at was absolutely sensational. And then they foul out, uh, was it Murray? They fouled out Murray in the overtime, mm-hmm. and, it, and it wasn't Murray who, com, uh, who had the foul, uh, his fifth foul. The guy, right. Yeah, the guy was fouled by the other guy. Murray just had rejected the shot, and they fouled him out. So, look, it's, it's bad. We, we know that it was bad for both sides, but it is what it is. It's a win for Minnesota. And as I tweeted out last night, they covered they did. They absolutely <laughs> did. You're holding a six-and-a-half ticket like somebody in this room. You're pretty happy, <laughs> at least at the end with that part of it. Yeah, Murphy was a monster last he night. He was awesome. 25-19. and 19. Oh. 
Reggie Lynch, we talked it's about him, his physicality. Unbelievable. Uh, six block shots in the game. It was, and, and that really gave Minnesota that big lead at the end of the first half and mm-hmm. into the second was just what they were able to do, the physicality that they played with. And as good as uh, the group of forwards that Iowa has, they still got a long ways to go. You know, Tyler Cook, you can't play him right now in tight games. He just, he's making too many mistakes. And yeah. as talented as the guy is, you got to stay away from that one. So, Growing pain, certainly, for this Iowa team. And now, you know, the, the window gets even smaller now. Still for Iowa to even get back on the bubble. They have to win all their home games. And now they have to win two out of three on the road. Before it was split in the four road games with yep. Minnesota. And Minnesota looking like the most likely chance of a win. Now you have to win two out of three at Michigan State. A ticked-off Spartan team this weekend after what happened to them against Michigan earlier this week. And then after that, it's at Maryland, at Wisconsin. Very difficult to find two wins in there. Yeah, yeah you were right. I, could it happen? Sure. Yeah, they it, can. Yeah, it, with the way they played last yeah. night. And the way Michigan State's playing? Yes. No, they could go up there. Yeah, they, they could win They there. could go up there and win that sure. game. Absolutely. They could do that. I don't think it's going to happen, but they could. And then, I mean, you need something silly. You know, you, know, you need Jack to go off. You need a ridiculous game out of somebody else. You need uh, you know, something all to come together. You hit 12-3. Something like that and beat Maryland or Wisconsin on the road. Hey, I was beat under Fran McCaffrey. Good Wisconsin teams. Up at the Kohl Center. Yes. He did it very early in his tenure. Yep. They went up there and won a game. I think it was a Saturday afternoon. Went up there and got the victory. It's not impossible. Not likely. Not impossible. Mm-hmm. But still positives to take away from last night. Getting down on the road and coming back. 14 nothing run to take the lead. That's unbelievable. It really is. I mean, you, have to, you have to take a look at how hard that team played. B, how young they are and see the never-give-up attitude that mm-hmm. they have. So you have It would have been easy to pack it yeah, in. Oh, they could have. Yeah. yeah, down 14. Yeah, yeah. just okay. coasting. Yeah, they got, right. yeah, yeah, they we got, got beat. Yeah. yeah, we got beat. Didn't happen. Tough place to play. Yep. We got beat. But they didn't do that. Boy, did it get loud in there last oh, night. Oh, God, it was great environment. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Stephen Bardo. He and I go way back, and... Uh, he's like screaming at the top of his lungs. Yeah, he's like he's he. Let me tell you a little quick story about Bardo. We're doing the tournament in Cincinnati, and at that time it was the uh, oh, not the Metro, Great Midwest, maybe. Sure, Great Midwest Conference they called it. And Bardo and I are doing the tournament, and and the place is loud, and it was Louisville, Memphis, I think, and. The, and they they travel those 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 teams travel great mm-hmm. so the building is packed and it's probably like a semifinal game and it's a close game and the ball's coming our way and so me we're sitting right on right on the press table and i see it coming and i start to because i had i like to drink a, a beverage while i'm working a game so i start to grab the beverage and move it out of the way and start to turn my back bardo dives up on the desk, <laughs> dives on the desk to protect me. <laughs> now, Bardo's about 6'5", six, 6'6", yeah, six, yep. six, jumps up on the desk, and here comes this player chasing it, and he lands on top of Bardo. I've never forgotten that. That was We had a great laugh about that on the show, too. And he, he said, I don't remember what we said on it, but... I, I said something about man, thanks for saving me there. <laughs> and so, but it was it was a funny bit. It oh, really was. But bet. he he is a guy when he calls the game really gets into it. Yeah, he still he still loves the game, and you can hear it in his commentary. Yeah, uh, why didn't you get him on? 
I'll call, uh, up, call up your boy. I had him. I had him on the show. Well, not our show. Oh yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Get him on our oh, show. I love Barton. That was a few years back. I, right? I did. I didn't okay. like him at Illinois, but <laughs> I like him calling you. Like him he does now? a good job. All he right, does I'll a good job. Out. I'll work on he that. He really does. Well, I let's did, take I a look have, back I at last night. Money. I can't remember that. Let's yeah. uh, let's take a look back at last night. Some of the highlights okay. from the game, and uh, well, we go to the second half. That's where you have to do it. And uh, for the Iowa perspective, fourteen nothing run by the Hawkeyes, all capped by Peter Jock on the feed from Brady Ellingson. Put it over three minutes. Take it away. Jock got a piece of it. Ellingson. The bounce to Jock for the lead. 14 nothing run, and here we go. We got a ball game as we continue on from there. We go late to the second half. Peter Jock, shot clock winding down. It already been swatted once right. on a three by Reggie Lynch. Had him out there. Uh, what's what's I, Pete got? What's Pete got? Now he got him with the quick fire. Hensel with a screen. Jock. With five to shoot. Over Lynch. Got it to fall. <laughs> He's hooting and hollering. It was a good one. Now, the audio here at the end, not the best. Uh, but yeah. this is uh, the call that many people say will decide right. the game. Here's the call last night from the Big Ten Network. The timeout. Well, you be the judge. Can you hear him say it? You can hear a timeout, 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 timeout. Yeah. You hear two audible timeouts. 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 Yeah. If you watch the video, you hear it before that the, the tie whistle. up happens. Yes. Before the whistle happens. Yes. Timeout, timeout. Now. Audible. Here's here's what I'm here's what I'm going to say. Wherever those mics were located, and they had to be down at courtside someplace, mm-hmm. or the anabolic mic picked it up if they had one. And once again, I'm not going to make excuses for the official. But when you look at the video, he is not in that first picture. He is to the le- to the right of where they are trying to get the tie up and call timeout. And there's another player standing there. Mm-hmm. So I know that they said afterwards they never heard it. And okay. But... And my guess is he never saw the foot on the line either because he was screened on the play. And when he got there, that's when he called the tie-up and really didn't look down to see the feet position of the Minnesota Gophers standing on the line. That is part of officiating 101. That is, though. Those are two blown and on top of it, Yep, reviewable. Yeah. They didn't review it. They didn't do it. In the end, it's a Hawkeye loss, and now the road even more difficult just to get back into bubble conversation. With that, no bubble conversation right now for Iowa State, but they can't afford another bad loss after losing on the road to Texas. Oklahoma on deck coming up on Saturday. We got the voice of the Cyclones, John Walters. He'll join us on the other side as we'll change gears. A little clone talk next on Jimmy B and TC. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. At DSMCredit.com, 
we have a different way of looking at things. Like one bad apple doesn't spoil the bunch. Life hands you lemons, it's still a respectable piece of fruit. And that's how we treat you and your credit, with respect. Go to dsmcredit.com and get your approval for a brand new 2017 Stu Hansen Hyundai Elantra for just $119 a month. Or 2017 Hyundai Sonata, just $149 per month with zero down. Plus, get America's best warranty. 10 years, 100,000 miles. Bad credit? We say, so you missed a couple of payments. No credit? We call that just getting started. Bankruptcy? So you took a chance. At DSMCredit.com, it's all about a positive perspective. Get a 2017 Stu Hansen Hyundai from just $119 a month with zero down. Go to DSMCredit.com or call 253-3000. Stu Hansen Hyundai and Clive. You need credit? At DSMCredit.com, we positively hear you. 36 monthly zero security, all plus tax tag registration with approved credit. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Napa know-how. If you've got a hatch, trunk, or hood that won't stay open, your lift supports need replacing. Luckily, Napa has turbo lift lift supports for $10 off a pair. So unless you're one of those guys who thinks a sturdy helmet and an old 2x4 are suitable replacements, you'll want to get some turbo lift lift supports from Napa. Now $10 off a pair. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 228.17. Cumulus Radio invites you to see the cutest babies in Central Iowa at the Iowa State Fairgrounds on February 25th with Des Moines Big Baby Shower. From the cutest clothes, furniture, and food for kids to safety seminars to cutest baby contests, you'll find it all with free admission. And if you're a vendor and you want to be part of the fun, check out our Cumulus websites to inquire about space. Des Moines Big Baby Shower, sponsored by Mercy Des Moines, Babies Are Us, Optimum Chiropractic, Sweet Dreams Bedrooms and Stuff for Kids, My Only Sunshine Photography, and Bondurant Chiropractic. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, 
monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services within prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet equipment, not return, other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Back to Jimmy B and TC on Des Moines' big sports station, 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in. We roll till 3 o'clock. It's always good when uh, we have a chance to catch up with John Walters, longtime voice of Iowa State. We'll do a lot of clones talk. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hello, John. Hey, guys. How are you? We're doing great, John. Look, I know that you watched Iowa and Minnesota last night. I'm not going to get into the game with you. My question for you is, and I've been there a lot, major college arena where the place is so loud and you're sitting courtside, there are times where you may think you hear a whistle or hear a call, and there are times when officials are screened and you're at courtside and you see it, you believe even better the officials. Is that fair? Oh sure, we uh, you know, and we're always willing to share our opinions with the officials. <laughs> um, you know, offer offer a suggestion or two. But um, uh, yeah, I know you're you're probably referring to the timeout. That is and, correct. You know, yes. Yeah, you know, I think uh, they got it wrong. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, they definitely got it wrong. Um, I hate the rule that you have to have a player call the timeout. I, and it wouldn't really have mattered on that play because it was down far away from Iowa's bench. But Coach Prohm's complained about that rule a lot that they changed it where you know the coach can't call the timeout from the bench. There's been several times this year where Iowa State's been trying to get a timeout and he's trying to get his players' attention. The official knows that he's trying to get the players' attention, but he's not going to be able to grant the timeout until a player recognizes it and mm-hmm. turns around. And sometimes you lose four or five valuable seconds in that whole process. It just happened in a couple games ago where Iowa State had to inbound with 10 to shoot instead of, you know, 15 to shoot. Um, I, I wish they'd go back to allowing the, uh, the the coach to call the timeout if he can get the officials' um, attention. But it is hard to get the officials' attention sometimes. In that case, I'd say, you know, he's right there. He should have heard it um, and granted the timeout. And then obviously... Uh, when the player's foot is out of bounds, uh, that's that's a no-brainer. But I'm not sure what's reviewable in that situation and what isn't, but uh, certainly a bad break for Iowa. John, let me just follow up uh, because people, uh, they'll remember this call, uh, Iowa, Iowa fans, just like, and you know it happened right in front of you, Iowa State fans all remember the Kansas game where Niang took the charge and everybody thought it was a charge and then it was called the block. Yeah, they're not going to get everyone right, you know. That's the, and it gets magnified when it's toward the end of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really tough job. I mean, and uh, you know they're paid well, so let's not let's keep that in mind too. You know, it's a tough job, but they're paid more than accordingly. Uh, 
sometimes you think too much because uh, you know they can make a lot of money doing doing yes, college games, and uh, so I mean that that pressure comes with it. But they are human, and they're not going to get them all right. And it's just more frustrating and more magnified what it happens at the end of a game. I think that you know there's probably worse calls that come earlier in games that you don't worry about because you just go with the flow and keep playing. But when it happens toward the end of a game, it really tends to get uh, a lot more attention. I mean, think back to Kansas, Kansas State toward the start of this season when you know Ed Allen Fieldhouse, uh, Steve McKayluke, uh, you know had about a 40-yard gain um, carrying the basketball uh, with no dribble. And, you know, Kansas State ends up losing a heartbreaker that, you know, they should have at least had a chance to maybe get to overtime. Um, so it was it, – it happens to other teams too, but it's just uh, – it, it's hard when it happens toward the end of a basketball game. And, you know, a lot of times every game – uh, teams will send stuff to the league and they will get a review back on, you know, they got this percentage right or they got that percentage wrong, right, or, uh, you know, this many calls were in this team's favor, this many calls were in the other team's favor uh, that were questionable. And so uh, teams do get those reviews and they get to look at those and, and uh, it's all kept internal, but, you know, they try to keep it uh, accountable for sure. Well, I just have to say one thing about officiating, John. You'll remember it well. Aaron Kraft, Will Clyburn. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. bigger than yeah. that one. And, yeah. uh, you know, when you got the head of the NCAA officiating, say they got it wrong. You know, I saw a bracket the other day, and I was talking to a couple Cyclone people, and it had Michigan State and Iowa State matched up, and they go back. I, that one in the Elite Eight, the Ohio State game that was mentioned, what's the all-time heartbreaker for you, John, in your years of covering Iowa State? As far as a bad call yeah. that, that cost you a game, I, yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd probably go back and it has to be the Michigan State thing in terms of the, the what was on the line. I mean, a trip to the Final Four, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, as I did interviews that the day before that game in Detroit with Gene Wojciechowski and Skip Bayless and some of the other national writers that were there, um, you know, they all they all said the same thing. This is the national championship game when Iowa State plays Michigan State. They all said these are the two best remaining teams in this tournament, and I think that was definitely the case. And um, you know, Iowa State led it almost the whole way. I, I was there covering it, had the car pointed toward Indianapolis. I was just going to drive straight from Detroit to Indianapolis sure. to cover the Final Four. Yep. Uh, but you know, that call kind of changed the momentum, and you know, it happened with a few minutes to go in the game, so it right. wasn't as direct an impact. The one that had the most direct impact, I think you're right, was Ohio State and Iowa State, where a trip to Sweet, you know, Sweet 16 is on the line. Um, and you, you step underneath a player who's in the air and get the call. And uh, that was egregious and, and really costly. And Fred was as down as I've ever seen him after that call because, you know, hey, it wipes it. That was a team that he thought could have gone pretty far. They had really pounded Notre Dame and then, you know, had every opportunity to beat Ohio State in Ohio. Iowa State's had the misfortune of playing teams in their home state a lot of times with big big stakes on the line, uh, and that was certainly the case with that one. Um, but I, I think that was a team that could have definitely would have gone to the Sweet 16 and might have even advanced to an Elite Eight that season, but uh, we'll never know. John Walters is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline. John, after the Texas game and the loss, the loss to the Longhorns, Matt Thomas in the locker room afterwards, in the heat of the moment, said that he felt the team wasn't ready to play. 
And it's it goes back to having an outstanding second half against Kansas, making 18 threes. You're not going to make 18 threes again. And then going to an arena that was pretty much lifeless with a small crowd and a team that plays hard, but they're not all that good. And they let it slip away, John. Can you put your finger on, is is this going to be, do you believe, pretty much the rest of the way? Have a, have a good win here and there, and then a bad loss here and there. Yeah, it, we'll see. Um, I don't think this team has had too many bad losses. Uh, they've been able to avoid the really bad loss, which is, which is good. Um, but, you know, one of, I think one of the things you fight coaching, and it, it, I think it's probably one of the toughest fights you have, is fighting human nature, mm-hmm. you know. And um, when you go from playing in the most electric environment you're going to play in, maybe in your career, uh, in Allen Fieldhouse in a tight game with all that adrenaline flowing, and, you know, you're just riding it, making big shots, and, and just managed. It feels great playing that kind of basketball in those, you know, in those kind of circumstances. And you go from that into an arena – you know, a couple days later, uh, a back-to-back road game, instead of maybe coming home and getting a little dose of uh, home cooking in between, you, you go on the road again into a place that there's just no crowd at all. Um, and that's not an excuse. I mean, you've got to get yourself ready to play. But it is tough. Human nature tells you, hey, if we want an Allen Fieldhouse, we can certainly win in front of these conditions, right? And, uh-huh. and then the second part of it is um, – you have in the back of your mind that you know you're pretty good at coming back. You've done it on the road at Oklahoma. You've done it at home, uh, on the road at Kansas uh, where you got down 15, 16, and in the case of Oklahoma, I think it was uh, 21 points, came all the way back and won. And maybe you wait a little bit too long uh, to flip that switch, you know. And I think Iowa State at the beginning of that Texas game did not have great attention to detail with their ball screen defense, uh, their help defense. Um, their transition defense, Texas was able to get out and do some things on the open floor. And once that happens, and they're that home team, and they're young, and you know, now they start feeling like, hey, this is fun, you know, and, and um, they're tougher to beat. Now Iowa State did come back, and, you know, they, they are very capable. And, and that's the other thing. I, I think sometimes in your own mind you think you've got to make a big play, you know, and it starts to slip, you know, and all of a sudden you're down 15, 16, 17 points. And the mentality, and again, we can talk about human nature. I got to do something with my team. I got to make a play. And so, you know, a one pass possession where a guy's jacking a three because he thinks he can make it and it's going to be the thing that's going to get him going um, is probably not what Coach Prom is looking for in that situation. And, um, and you got to keep it in the back of your mind that you, there's a lot of time left in that basketball game. You can chip away, you don't have to get it all back at once. And especially as explosive as this Iowa State team is. It's a team that depends on three-point shooting, and they're going to shoot a lot of threes. We saw it at Kansas. Uh, with that comes a lot of ebb and flow to your games. You're going to have games where you get ahead 15 or get behind 15 because you're knocking down threes or you're missing threes. And I thought Iowa State got some pretty good looks early in the game against Texas for three, and then they started forcing some some bad shots, you know. And once I got that you know corner turned uh, and started playing. Uh, you know, they were 15 points better than Texas the rest of the way, but they dug them such such a hole uh, that they never could get the lead. And I think another psychological thing, I'm sorry I'm rambling here, but, you know, I think another psychological thing is 
in those tight games, when you're the team that's coming from behind the whole time, if you can just get over that hump once and get the lead, I think sometimes the pressure reverts to that other team. We saw it with Iowa State's game against Texas Tech and Hope Coliseum where they trailed the whole game, and then all of a sudden, boom, they took the lead, never gave it back. There was one lead change in the game. And I think that could have happened at Texas if Iowa State could have ever gotten that go-ahead basket. I think a lot of pressure would have gone on to the Longhorns who lost their share of close games, including at home, and that just never happened. And so Texas was able to get out of there with a win. John, I was uh, listening to you, as I usually do on Tuesdays, on my way back uh, from the high school game on a Tuesday night Cyclone game, and, and you could just tell that's what you were talking about, getting over that hump and, and getting that lead back, and it just it, it never was able to kind of flip over that way. Now you got Oklahoma coming in. Oklahoma has been you know, pretty inconsistent themselves this year. Woodard, we know how good of a player he is, but a lot of young pieces still... It's a Lon Kruger coach team. You know he's going to have that team ready to go. And as uh, frustrating as maybe the loss on the road at Texas, it was still a road game. Can't afford to slip up Saturday night at, at home against Oklahoma. Yeah, I think, you know, Trent Iowa State just completed a stretch where six of nine games were on the road. They won three of those six road games, which is pretty good. Uh, but in the midst of all that, they only had the three home opportunities, and they lost two of them, uh, you know, to West Virginia and Kansas. And so... What's really important going forward for Iowa State is four of the next six are at home, and they have to protect the home floor. And uh, if that starts Saturday with the game against Oklahoma. You've got one of the great environments in college basketball. You've got to be able to protect that home floor. Oklahoma has been up and down. They were really playing well the last time Iowa State faced them. They had just gotten Woodard back. They had won at West Virginia. They were really on a high. And Iowa State was able to go in there, rally from 21 down, and win on the road. Woodard's been struggling since then. You know, he's not playing as well right now as he was back then. Um, and that team really is dependent on him because he's the veteran guy. They have good young players. Their freshmen are really, really good, and next year they're going to be great. But, uh, you know, they're still dependent on that senior leadership from Woodard. And so they're struggling a bit right now. Obviously, it has to capitalize on that. And they can't sleepwalk through the first 15 minutes of this game. they got to go out and play with attention to detail from the start. Ball reversal is something Coach talks about. There was a, a possession in that Texas game where, you know, it, it was magical, man. Every every guy touched it, the ball moved, it didn't stick at all, and all of a sudden you got a, a layup from uh, Daryl Bowie. Um, too far, far, far in between, you know, for those possessions for Iowa State, and that's what they need to continue to do is have those kind of offensive possessions, and uh, defensively they have to continue to uh, – you improve their ball screen defense. It's been really, really good at times, and it's been really, really bad at times. Mm-hmm. And uh, they need to get it more consistent. But this is a big game for Iowa State, no doubt. And, um, you know, they're still in a really good spot. I think if last week Iowa State had gone and lost a three point game in Allen Fieldhouse and then won a two point game at Texas, nobody would have blanked. Uh, you know, <laughs> everybody would have said, okay, they're right about where we figured they'd be coming out of that week. And, one and one uh, in those two road games. That's still the situation. The only difference is they won at Kansas and lost at Texas. But uh, now they've got a great win under their belt, and they've got a, a little bit uh, of a bad loss. And so they need to uh, they need to get back to protecting the home floor. But they're still in a really good position as far as making the NCAA tournament if they can do that. John, we'll let you run on this one then. Once again, it's inconsistency out of what you like to call your big men. Uh, Holden, 
Bowie, who at least showed up in the game against Texas. But then Solomon Young, so, after playing his best it, half it, against Kansas. Was nowhere to be found. Yeah. Uh, is there any rhyme or reason there, John? Well, the youth and inexperience, I think, are part of it with Solomon. Um, you know, he'd gone from two minutes, three minutes, four minutes. Boom, all of a sudden he plays 32 at Kansas right, and yeah, played right. well and yep. played a significant role in that win. Um, but it is uh, a process. You know, he's if he was doing that every night, then he'd be playing those kind of minutes every night. But he hasn't been. And so, um, you know, he's, he's still learning. There's still a growth curve there with him. They really like his talent and where he can go. Uh, but he's a freshman, and um, Bowie and Holden, um, it's just been kind of unpredictable which guy is on and which guy isn't. But you're right, Jim. I mean, on a given night, it seems like one of those three plays pretty well and the other two don't, and they need to have a night where, you know, two or three of them play well. And um, it's not when I say play well, I don't mean they have to go out and score 10, 15 points. You know, I just have to do the little things that contribute to winning, and um that's really valuable for this team when they get some of that from those three guys, They, especially defensively. You know, uh, challenging shots, not, you know, going in there and protecting the rim, I think is really big uh, for those, especially for Solomon Young and Holden. I think they've been doing a pretty decent job with that lately, but they need to protect that rim and make teams, you know, think twice before taking it in there. Always appreciate your honesty and candor, John. Thank you, pal. You have a uh, great rest of the day and have fun on the weekend against Oklahoma. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate see, it. See you, pal. There you go. John Walters, longtime voice, Iowa State on the Draft House 50 hotline. Good stuff out of him. Five o'clock Saturday night. It'll yeah. be Oklahoma up at Hilton, also at five o'clock. Yes. Iowa, Michigan Jim State. State. Uh, Jimmy B will be at the bar, we you know. Well, right? I only. What, what, what? So, what's your point? What's different than any other night? It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. I might have to uh, partake as well. Oh, good. You, you get a little. Uh, you get a break from the uh, house stuff, so no, no, you can no. get out. No, it'll be a family excursion. Oh, yeah. We'll have. Well, to we'll have out. to hook up. No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. All right. The weekend is my break from you, Jim. <laughs> you look forward to it because you don't have to work. I look forward to it. Just to get to away from you. me. <laughs> Jimmy B and TC, it's the Big Talker, 1700. The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. We talk about your life and your money on the Dave Ramsey Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 1700 KBGG. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President, Market Manager of Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud supporter of the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber promotes economic development to strengthen the business climate and enhance the quality of life in Ankeny. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these new members. Ankeny Family Vision Center, Aspen Athletic Club, Athletico Physical Therapy, Best Buddies, Chamber Explorations, CMC Solutions, Coldwell Banker Mid-American Group, Jacqueline Duke and Jamie Luton, Excellence Achieved, Farmers Insurance Agency Larry Johnson, Gateway Mortgage Group, 
Hewitt Wellness and Massage, Iowa Realty, Irene Smith, Mobility Sales and Service, Pingora Outdoors, Priority Capital Group, Rustic Salon, Service Master Restoration by Bailey, Shelter Insurance, Rick Fee, Spavia, coming soon, Takakawa Law Firm. The Ankeny Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these new members. Learn more about the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce online at ankeny.org. Guys, Valentine's Day is next week. Luckily, Pro Flowers is offering an unbelievable deal. Two dozen assorted roses plus a free glass face for $29.99 plus shipping and handling. Go to proflowers.com. Click on the microphone in the right corner and enter code 9898. But hurry, this deal expires this weekend. Order now from Pro Flowers. You pick the delivery date and it's guaranteed. Think about it. She gets a beautiful bouquet and you get to sit back and look awesome. All for an amazing price. It's a no-brainer. Two dozen stunning assorted roses guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven days, starting at $29.99, and will include a vase for free. Fresh flowers guaranteed delivery and add-ons to complete your gift. Pro Flowers makes Valentine's Day easy. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this weekend. The only way to get this amazing deal is to visit proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 9898. That's proflowers.com, secret code 9898. 1700 KBGG. Start off a good day with Doug Steffen from 5 to 9. Top of the hour news from Westwood One and local updates from the 1700 Newsroom. Then it's Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. Afternoons, we talk sports with Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3. And Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6. Big news, big talk, and big sports on 1700 KBGG. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoine.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B., and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now at Aspen, you can join for a dollar, just one dollar. By the way, when you join, you get two free training sessions at Aspen. you got to try to take advantage of this. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. This is Jimmy B and TC on Des Moines' big station for sports. 1700 KBGG. All right, everybody, we are back. We roll till 3 o'clock this afternoon. Um, A lot going on. Particularly if you're an Iowa fan, if you'd like to vent 264-1700. 264-1700. Still, Trent, despite what happened, it was a terrific college basketball game. Mm-hmm. You just cannot take that away from it. 
with what we were able to watch in two overtimes. Well, and and some more positives to take away uh, from the game. Good to see Isaiah Moss get back in the mix. He got off to a good start, and you see certainly a lot of uh, aggressiveness in his game, so that was good to see him getting to the rim, a couple dunks early on, knocking down shots, and he kind of kept Iowa float early on as uh, Jock struggled early in the game. It, It was Isaiah Moss that got him going there. Then to see... Peter Jock come back in the way that he did, get that shooting going. You know, we didn't see that in his first game back uh, on Sunday against Nebraska. So you have that going on here. And, you know, so I've heard this one, Jim. Okay. I want to get your thoughts. As as you look at the Big Ten as a whole, not very good this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's teams that are decent. Yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's good. Yeah. I I would put Wisconsin real good. At the top, yeah. Then Purdue. Yeah. Northwestern, when they're healthy, though, they're still struggling without Lindsey. Uh, you know, Michigan State has talent. Michigan's been up and down, on and on and on. Right. But, you know, it, it still might be a year where eight teams make the tournament. Mm-hmm. It's not really that good of a year for the conference. No, correct. As a whole. No, there's no great team. There. Right. And maybe Wisconsin, with the right draw, could make a run. That'd be the only team I'd feel real confident about I doing. agree. But uh, regardless of all that, the, the conversation is out there about Iowa making a run in the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. Making a run and, you know, if you get in the top four, you get the double bye. I don't think that's happening. To, I mean, that would mean probably Iowa's going to have to be 11-7, and seven, maybe 12-6. and six, I don't see it. And get tiebreakers go their way. So you're talking about winning four games in four days to win the whole thing. But... Could you see this team at least getting hot and winning a couple of games? And oh, I could see that. And getting to Saturday? Because, you know, you go through here and who scares you? On a neutral floor, it'll be in D.C. Okay. You don't want to play Maryland there because it'll basically be a home game for them. Okay, I get that. Don't want to play Wisconsin because Wisconsin's really good. Mm-hmm. But you've already beat Purdue. Yeah. You beat Michigan. Beat Nebraska. I mean... You beat kind of everybody bunched up there in the middle. In the middle, you have. So, Minnesota, you want another I shot against them in oh, D.C.? You would think so. Absolutely. Why not? Yeah. So, there isn't anybody that scares you. No. The one caveat I do always have to mention when people start going down that road, though, Jim, Fran McCaffrey's been bad in the Big Ten he tournament. He has. Really bad. We, we, we did this a little bit yesterday. He gets beat by low-life teams. The last three years. Penn State, Northwestern. The last three years. Yeah. He's at an NCAA tournament team. Yeah. The last three years, they've won a combined zero games. Zero games. In the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> and they've done it by losing to a bad Illinois team, yeah. a bad Northwestern team, a bad Penn State That's team. That's it. All three bad losses. Yes, yeah, I agree. All three bad losses. Now, two of those three years, they were really struggling coming down the stretch. Still, that's concerning. Mm-hmm. That's concerning. He hasn't won multiple games in the Big Ten tournament. So, before you win two... You got to win one. Yeah. <laughs> you have to win one. Good point. Very good point. Yes, yes. It's an old adage. Yes, right? it is. Before you win two, you have you to win, win one. one. Sounds like a Yogi Berra. It does kind of say that. Yes, it does. <laughs> I Look, like that I, one. I'm, I know. I'm with you. Um, it's it, it's a it's a team that look they could go to Michigan State and get hammered. Oh yeah, yeah. They could. I mean, this could be devastating mm-hmm. to this team. What- because when things start to go bad with a young team, you can a lot of times see it go the other way. Yeah. As opposed to the 14 nothing run right. last night. Yeah. goes the other way, and you look up, and you're down 24. Mm-hmm. It, it can happen very yeah, quickly. But, or, and in that environment, yeah. and against that team, and with Michigan State's sure. talent that they have, yeah, it can go the other direction. Or quickly. they could get off the bus and feel 
reasonably pretty good about themselves yeah. that they lost in double OT. Mm-hmm. They lost a double OT at Nebraska. Yep. Beat them. They this know they're is, right there. They, they know they're there. And this is not a Michigan State team of pass. No, they are not a scary team. Mateen Cleese not. is not walking no, through that door. he is not walking through that door. No Mo Pete. No, uh, no, no Mo Peterson. You're right. So, with that being said. Yeah. Now, for Iowa, it's pretty simple. Win all your home games. Win two out of three on the road. Mm-hmm. Not likely. And that just gets you on the bubble. Yes. Then you can't afford a, a bad loss again in the Big you Ten cannot. No, you're going to have to win a game win, or two. Win a game, maybe two. Yep. Just to get there. Correct. Iowa State, how how treacherous do you think it is? I mean, a loss against Oklahoma at home, I mean, that'd be really That's bad. That's really bad. They're, what's the RPI right now of Oklahoma? They are 158. Ew. That's that's a really bad loss. See, here, lost six straight games, a home the, loss like that. And we, you and I talked about it the day that they got beat by Texas. And we talked about... You cannot have more bad losses, mm-hmm. and Oklahoma would be a bad loss. It would. You know, Texas road loss, it's not going to kill you. No. It's not no, going to kill but you. But it was a game that was there for the taking, sure. and you pissed down your leg. But Oklahoma at home, that's a real bad loss. Have that, to, that's, you cannot have that happen. That's a red mark. Got to have that. I mean, then you're looking at... Having to find a way to win at K State or yes. win at West Virginia. K State's going to be tough as heck down there. And, and then you got to beat Baylor, Oklahoma State. Both. I mean, you're putting yourself in a deep hole. You lose yeah. Saturday. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't either. I just. But we also thought that they were really going to win strong. at Texas as well. Yeah, that's different though. Road game on the versus road. home. I know. And Texas is a lot more talented than Oklahoma. Yes, they do have. So, even though their talent is really young. Yeah. They are a talented They're talent. team. They're, right. th- those guys can play. The the, the center Jared. Uh, oh, I just forgot his last name. The center for Texas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that kid is. He's got. Uh, Skills galore. Absolutely. He needs... You think he's going to be around next year at Texas? I don't. You think, I think he's, he's coming gone. out after oh, yeah. this year? He's gone. Whoa. He's gone. Oh, I don't know. He's gone. That size, that athleticism. He's got a, He's. He's got he's some range to his. He, yeah. He's an athlete. See ya. Wow. We'll Somebody see. will take a shot in the first round. I got to watch him more. Um. All right. Uh, we got to get out of here, right? Well, let's take a break. Uh, Ken Silverstein up at the top of the hour. We'll dive into the Big Ten Conference. Also have a uh, Kyle Corver from Pella. Yes. Uh, with an unbelievable game last night with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm sure Ken saw it. So we'll ask him about Corver and how he's starting now to fit into the uh, Cavs rotation. Jimmy B and TC, it's the big talker right here, 1700. It's playoff time on 1700 KBGG for all the NFL action. I like it. On 1700 KBGG. Nick here at Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway. Stopping for happy hour Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Want to catch the big game? Best place in town. Every weekend, 40 plus TVs, football. Stop out the Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines, Iowa. 
With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, Wolf Construction continues to show why they're the roofing leaders in central Iowa. Winter is right around the corner. Get that leaky roof fixed or a complete overhaul of your roof with Wolf Construction in West Des Moines. Call BJ Bengard in the roofing division of Wolf Construction today at 515-225-8866. That's 515-225-8866 or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the spa at West Glen. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Improve visibility and save $8 instantly when you replace your worn wiper blades with a pair of Bosch Icon wiper blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get premium blades that ensure clear vision in any weather and save $8 instantly on a pair of Bosch Icon wiper blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply, see store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Guys, Valentine's Day is next week. Luckily, Pro Flowers is offering an unbelievable deal. One dozen assorted roses plus a free glass face for $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the right corner, and enter code 4747. But hurry, this deal expires this Friday. Order now from Pro Flowers. You pick the delivery date, and it's guaranteed. Think about it. She gets a beautiful bouquet, and you get to sit back and look awesome, all for an amazing price. It's a no-brainer. One dozen stunning assorted roses, guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven days, starting at $19.99, and will include a vase for free. Fresh flowers, guaranteed delivery, and add-ons to complete your gift. Pearl Flowers makes Valentine's Day easy. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to visit proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner. 